0: Hi, Welcome to the latest episode of Mistress Mia's Dungeon, I'm your hostess Mistress Mia, and today I bring you from UtopiaStories.com, A Controlled Life. This is a continuation, this is part 6, chapter 15. Slaves must worship the temple that is their own bodies, orally serving one's owner as a privilege and an honor. Serving one's owner orally is not a sexual act, but an act of service. Being allowed to serve orally is the highest calling a slave can ever achieve. A slave will provide oral service in any context required, whether that be to provide arousal, completion, cleanup, or any other function requested or desired by its owner. The genitals and asses of owners are the altars of their bodily temples, and slaves will revere them as sacred at all times. When serving orally, a slave should only focus on the task at hand and not be distracted by any unintended pleasures that they may receive in the performance of their duties. These several lines began to repeat themselves for Tom once Princess D began the FOW task titled Oral Servitude. She logged out for the night as soon as she had clicked the button, leaving Tom to complete the task before he went to bed. This time he was surprised that the distraction boxes were not demeaning or degrading to him. Rather, they were simple statements of yummy, delicious, heavenly, and Mm. The task Tom took almost an hour and a half to complete while it was shorter than the devotional task. Tom took time, knowing that he would only have to pay for any mistakes he made. When it was complete, Tom knew he was out another $45. The next morning after another restless night, Tom got up early and completed the devotional task again. Tom was relieved to wear his normal clothes and not his uniform, as Princess D called it. It was very awkward for him to slip his briefs over the chastity tube and pull on his khakis. His pants front appeared to be normal in every way and did not bulge out noticeably from the unfurl device. However, Tom did not feel normal about it at all normal appearance or not, knowing that his penis was imprisoned in the tube made Tom feel both impotent and inadequate. Somehow, he was no longer equal in standing to everyone else. He also knew that as time went on, and the more he endured at Princess D's very capable hands, his status would continue to diminish. Tom felt very deeply depressed at this moment. He was not aroused and had no stimulus to distract him from the fact that she was taking away his life. He would go to the bar and get plastered to help him forget about the things for a while, but he knew that there would be hell to pay afterwards. He might be able to scrape together a dollar or two of change from around the house that Princess D would not know about. However, it would not even be enough for a single beer, let alone enough to help him forget the past week. Besides, at the rate he was owing money to her, he might need that money for something more important later. Tom was just about to head out the door for a walk, thinking the fresh air might help him clear his mind when he heard the voice of Princess D come from his computer. Good morning, Tiffany. Tom groaned and wondered if there would be no respite for him. Good morning, Princess D, he said as he turned and walked over to the desk. "'I see you have completed your assignments. "'You should be very proud of yourself. "'You have a real knack for this so far,' Princess T said. "'At first, Tom thought she was mocking him, "'but the look on her face and the sincerity in her voice "'eased his thoughts. <laughs> "'Thank you, Princess T, he replied. "'In fact, I'd say you have found your true calling. "'You really are more submissive "'than I would have even given you credit for,' she continued." Tom was at odds with himself. As despondent as he was, just a few minutes before his heart now swelled with pride, knowing that she was pleased with his performance. His emotional yo-yo was back in full force. He wondered why he felt so depressed when he appeared or acted like a normal person, and so excited or proud when subjected to Princess Dee's control. Maybe she was right. Maybe this was his calling. However, he just could not bring himself to accept it. Well, you have several hours before the Geek Squad shows up to service my computer, so why don't you go grocery shopping? I've already prepared you a list, Princess T said. Tom was a bit crestfallen. He already knew that his idea of of all of this was <laughs> it was a bit much, and her idea of groceries did not mesh well with him. So much for going out and clearing my mind, Tom thought. Princess Dee saw the sullen look on Tom's face. Oh, don't be like that, Tiffy. It'll be a fun time. Don't worry. In fact, let's make an adventure out of it. First, show me your cell phone. I need to see what we're dealing with here. Tom reached into his pocket, pulled out his Nokia 1616, and held it up to his webcam for Princess D to see. Oh my god, seriously? We really need to get you into the 21st century, slave. I haven't seen a basic cell phone since the early 90s. Well, while you're out shopping, I will need to add a Samsung Gallery Note 2 to your Met.com goals. Now give me your number. We'll be on the phone with each other for your shopping adventure. Tom had a small glimmer of hope. If she called him, then he would get her number. With that information, he might be able to get the police or someone else to arrest her before she could ruin his life. Surely they would arrest her, and even if she got bail, then her computer would be evidence, and he would be safe. As torn as he was about his emotions during this last week, he decided to play along until he got what he needed to end this madness. He figured he'd be free in just a few hours. Now, slave, first things first. Go and get your uniform, she told him. Tom had a shocked expression on his face. Surely she would not make him wear that out of the house, would she? Tom moaned out loud. He already knew that answer, but could he risk playing along? Maybe he could put it on and then take it off when he got into his car. There was no way for her to know once he left the view of the webcam, right? Princess D then made Tom put on the pink panties instead of his briefs and made him put on the bra as well. She then instructed him to put his pants back on, but to go grab a shirt with a pocket on it and bring it back before putting it on. Tom complied and grabbed one of his darker and heavier weighted shirts out of the closet. He was afraid that a pink bra would show through a lighter colored shirt or that the bra lines would show through a thinner shirt, although it shouldn't matter. If he snuck off the bra before he left for the store, he figured it was better to take every precaution since he knew just how devious Princess Dee could be. Tom came back into the room carrying the shirt and prayed that Princess D would not make him swap it out for another one. He had a sign of relief when she was satisfied with his selection once he pulled it on. Okay, Tiffy, you're almost ready to go out for an adventure. Now, I see that there's a bus stop about two blocks from your house, and after checking the schedule, I see that the bus should be there in about 15 minutes. You'd better be on, so let's make this quick, she said. Tom was stunned and replied, But I have a car, Princess D. I can drive to the store. It'll be faster. Tom tried to think of any other excuse he could, but to no avail. So then, he tried to lie outright. I don't have any cash, Princess D, and and the bus doesn't take uh, debit cards. Princess D just laughed at him and said, don't be silly slave I'm sure you do I bet if you check in your sock drawer under your seat or cushions or in that jar with that that cluttered mess that every kitchen has that you can come up with the money needed for a round-trip bus ticket you better hurry up and look though time is running out or do you want me to make another phone call Tom knew the threat was genuine and scurried around the house to get the change. While he was in the bedroom, he quickly removed the brawl, thinking it was now safe to do so. After a few minutes, he'd gathered up what he hoped would be enough for the bus. So much for that beer, he thought. I have the money for the bus, Princess D. I, I had best be going if I'm to make the bus. Tom implored. He wanted to get away before she discovered his little ruse. Unfortunately... She would not have any of it. "'Not so fast, Tiffy. First, pull up your shirt and show me your uniform. "'That is, if you're still wearing it,' she said. "'As soon as she saw the look on his face, she knew she was right. "'He had shed the bra. "'That's going to cost you, slave. "'But it wasn't unexpected. "'Now go and bring it back here and put it on in front of the camera again. "'And don't you dare try that again.' Tom hurried back to the bedroom, retrieved the brawl, and followed her instructions. As soon as she donned the bra and shirt, his cell phone rang. He was disappointed to see that it was a block number. "'Better answer it, Tiffy, if you know what's good for you,' he heard Princess Dee say. "'So much for tracking her down and calling the police,' he thought. Tom sighed and answered. "'Very good, Tiffy. Now, don't hang up. I'm going to give you directions to follow.' First, turn your camera to face your front door. I want to see you actually leave your house in your uniform and I will be listening very closely to ensure you don't try anything funny. Second, you had better start running if you want to catch that bus, she said. Tom had no choice but to comply he could not believe she was forcing him to leave this house wearing a bra and panties, let alone that he would have to wear them on a bus or in a store. What would happen if someone noticed? On numerous occasions, he had noticed a bra or panty line on women while he was out shopping, where his clothes were thick enough and dark enough to hide what was underneath. Were they? Tom turned his camera as instructed, and then rapidly walked out his front door, his last chance of removing the brawl closing along with the door. Chapter 16 When Tom walked out onto the street, he was grateful that it was not too warm outside. However, it being an early Saturday morning in the summer meant that most of the neighbors were out mowing and working on their lawns. Tom would have no privacy whatsoever. He waved to his neighbor across the street and headed towards the bus stop with the phone still pressed up to his ear. As he trotted off towards the bus stop, he noticed several things, one of which was the feel of the chastity moving with each step. He knew that he would be sore and raw from it rubbing against the bottom of his scrotum. Another sensation he noticed were the silky feeling of the panties on his scrotum and the coarseness of his clothes against his still denuded body. Princess D gave him instructions to take the bus to the third stop Get off and then go west another two blocks to the city market. She then told Tom that she was going to stay on the line and listen to everything that transpired and that he was to put the phone in his shirt pocket until he got to the store. Tom was sweating and mentally exhausted when he got to his bus stop. The fear that someone would notice his undergarments was palpable, but most of the sweat was due to the rather rapid pace to catch the bus. Tom could feel the sweat pooling inside the cups of his bra and the dampness of the straps against his shoulder and back. He also felt the panties now clinging desperately to his ass and balls. Unknown to Tom, fortunately, was the fact that this was the very situation that made him even more likely for someone to notice. The clingy panties would give him a panty line and And if his sweat soaked through his shirt, then there would be dry bra lines and cups where the sweat had not been able to soak through. If Tom knew any of this, it would have made him sweat even more. (laughs) Fortunately, he had made it on time and there was no one else there. Tom wanted to sit down and relax for a few minutes before he just got on the bus. but, But by the time he had made it to the corner, his panties were way up his ass, and the bus was pulling up. Tom stepped aboard, paid the fare, and then slowly walked down the aisle of the nearly empty bus to avoid sitting too close to anyone else. He kept his head down low and avoided eye contact with the other riders as he didn't want to draw any undue attraction to himself. Tom was glad to discover that the bus had air conditioning and it helped ease the dampness in the brawn panties. In fact, by the time the bus arrived at his stop, he was completely dry. When Tom arrived at the store he was even sweatier than when he had gotten to the bus stop to begin with. He was still nervous that someone might see his undergarments, but he was also starting to feel that people would see him as less than human. He felt that he would know he was just a slave and not their equal. Did he really believe this? He was afraid that he was beginning to. Maybe he would need to talk to a therapist when he had a chance. He had never really felt it that strongly before, but sure, he he liked to submit sexually and considered himself a submissive, but this was different. It was on a much deeper level. It was everyone in general and not just to women he found attractive. Tom grabbed a cart and headed into the first aisle. Before he had even walked 20 feet, he was startled when his phone rang. He pulled it out of his shirt pocket and saw that it was a block number again. He figured that Princess D must have lost her connection and then called back. However, it was because Princess D had heard him get the cart and wanted to get his attention as soon as he had walked in. Hi, Tiffy. Enjoying your adventure day out? She asked rhetorically. Tom started to answer only to hear her continue. Don't try and spoil the excitement by running off to the store restroom and removing your little bra, slave. Just give in to the excitement and adrenaline you feel. As scared as you feel, I bet it just feels right, doesn't it, my little pet? Tom meekly replied yes. He really didn't know what else to say. Now go to the produce aisle, as that is where most of your shopping will occur. Tom replied, he was already in that aisle. It wasn't um, that he headed there intentionally, just like in most grocery stores' layout. The first aisle here was the produce aisle. Princess then instructed Tom to select a cabbage, broccoli, cauliflower, radishes, spinach, cucumbers, tomatoes, and onions. Tom grudgingly got each one of these, and he really did not care for vegetables that much. He liked carrots, lettuce, and potatoes, and while nobody was near him, he asked Princess T if he could get some of those as well. Absolutely not, she replied. Potatoes are mostly starch, and it won't help you get down to the nice girly figure that I want you to be. And carrots are just too sweet. I want your diet to be as bland or as bitter as possible while still being healthy. Slaves may have to eat, but that doesn't mean they should have to enjoy it. Thanks for letting me know what you like also, so I can keep you off of that menu. Tom's emotional roller coaster started up again. He was getting pissed off that she was denying him what he enjoyed, but also getting aroused again when she called him slave. He didn't know how to act, so he just stood there silently with the phone to his ear, Finally, he heard Princess Dee tell him to go to the dry grocery aisle. Now for the mainstay of your diet, Tiffany, get four bags of 15 bean soup and a bag of brown rice, she told him. Tom sighed heavily. He really did hate beans. Princess D. grinned when she heard him sigh. <laughs> she knew he was not happy with her selection, but he was not going to fight her. He was resigning himself to a situation. After he put the bags in his cart, Princess Dee told him to go to the medicine aisle as he would need vitamins to supplement his new diet. As Tom turned the corner into the main aisle, he heard a familiar voice say, Oh, hello, Tom. I didn't know you shopped here. Tom stopped dead in his tracks and turned toward the source of the voice. Out of all the possible people he could run into, it was his neighbor, Mrs. Abernathy. The flop sweat hit from him where he was turning around. Hi, uh, Mrs. Abernathy, he stammered as he faced her. Mrs. Abernathy saw the sweat pouring down Tom's now ashen face. Are you okay? She asked with concern. Fortunately, Tom was quick on his feet and replied, I, I will be. I, I it, It's just been one of those summer cold flu things, you know. Well, you should take better care of yourself, she told him. She looked into his cart and was surprised to see its contents. Or, are you trying to? she asked. She said she had often seen the pizza delivery van at his house, and his waistline had been expanding quite a bit. I'm here to pick up James. I'm just doing some shopping while I wait. Tom was a bit confused. James Abernathy was a CPA who had his own office downtown. Why was she picking him up here? "'Tom was just about to ask when she explained. "'Due to the recession, her husband had shuttered his office, "'and the only job he could find was working here as a shift manager. "'Tom was just telling her how sorry he was to hear that "'when he was startled by his phone ringing again. "'He had dropped his arm to his side when he had first heard her speak, "'and due to his nervousness, "'he had completely forgotten that Princess Dee was still on the phone. "'Tom cursed himself and answered.' Princess D was laughing when Tom answered. What a small world. You should let me talk to her for a minute, slave. Let's see if she remembers my voice. (laughs) Tom began to sweat even more before he heard Princess D say, Just kidding. Now, go to the vitamin aisle, and I'll call you back in three minutes. Tom hung up and then told Mrs. Abernathy that he needed to go now, and he really was not feeling well. After that, they said their goodbyes. Tom turned to walk away. Missus Abernathy watched him walk off and smiled. She was certain that she could see panty lines and what appeared to be a brawl through Tom's sweat soaked shirt. Maybe he was the pervert referred to in that strange phone call she had received the week before. Chapter seventeen. Tom was slowly walking up to the vitamin aisle, waiting for Princess D to call him back. His contact with Mrs. Abernathy had made him physically sick. He was still trembling when the phone call rang again. Please, I can't do this anymore. Tom spoke into the phone without ever seeing who it was. I feel sick to my stomach. I'm just mortified. Princess D just laughed. Of course you can keep doing this. In fact, we'll make this your regular grocery store from now on. <laughs> Besides, even if you were still just a little embarrassed, I bet you were turned on immensely the whole time, weren't you? I bet your little clitty was rock hard, or at least would have been if it wasn't forcing the Chastity tube, blocked around it. Tom's candid answer surprised her. No, it wasn't. Not at all, he replied. Such a pity, Princess T replied. This would be so much more fun for both of us if you were just a humiliated pig. There's just so much more that we could do to get you into that right frame of mind. No matter, she continued. This isn't much humiliation, slave. It is about humility. It is about you not only learning your proper place but also learning to accept it and be comfortable with it. Tom was speechless again. He just didn't know how to respond to what she was telling him. She wanted him to be comfortable wearing a bra and panties in public. To what end? What and where? Why does she say these things? What was her end game? It all just didn't make any sense to him. If she outed him, then she would lose all control over him. The risk of blackmail would no longer hold sway. Again, even though his mind was spinning in several directions at this moment, he again felt a strange stirring at some of her words, slave and proper place. It was not just excitement at those words. There was a small sense of longing and desire there as well. Tom tried to put these thoughts out of his mind as he grabbed the Centrum Women's Multivitamins that Princess D had told him to get. She explained that this was his new diet women's vitamins would now be more beneficial to him. In addition, if it added to his discomfort or embarrassment, so much the better. After finally paying for his groceries, Tom headed back towards the bus stop two blocks away. Princess Dee had stayed on the line throughout the purchase and his departure from the store. She had instructed Tom to get plastic bags instead of paper. She told Tom that it would be easier for him to carry plastic bags, and Tom agreed with this. However, she had multiple reasons for not allowing him to use paper bags. She knew that if it had warmed up a bit while Tom was in the store, between the heat and Tom now carrying the heavy groceries— He would sweat even more, putting his bra wearing at greater risk of exposure. If he were carrying paper bags up against his chest, they would offer him additional concealment, which she didn't want him to have. The rustling of the paper bags against his chest would also prevent her from hearing what was going on. If someone were to discover his secret, then she wanted to hear about it. Fortunately for Tom, his track back to the bus stop was uneventful. "'No one driving by had paid any attention to him, "'let alone enough attention to notice his now slightly visible bra lines. "'When Tom got on the bus, even the driver was too preoccupied to notice them. "'In fact, only one person on board seemed aware of him "'as he was walking towards the back and sat down. "'She was about 25 years old and very pretty. "'Tom looked at her as he walked past, and she gave him a wiry smile. "'But she didn't have anything to say to him.' Tom was oblivious to the fact that she knew he was wearing a bra. To Tom, the smile was almost flirtatious, at least at his limited experience. Tom thought if he were even bolder, that he would be able to smile back or approach her. At least he would have if he were not also wearing a bra and panties, let alone a chastity tube. None of this mattered, and Tom had the natural physiological reaction of an aroused man. He started to get an erection, which the tight confines of the CB6000 instantly halted. Tom took his seat gingerly, as pain spread out from his groin. He had not paid much attention to it when he was walking, since his focus was more on the bags that he was carrying, but the dull ache that he initially started the day was, Before was exacerbated by his sweaty walks today. The chafing was bad enough, but when he sat down with his erection pulling on the rings around his scrotum, it rubbed even harder against his raw skin. The pain continued to get worse the longer he sat on the bus, but Tom dared not stand up or do anything to bring himself any unwanted attention. When Tom finally arrived at a stop, his erection was long gone, but the ache in his scrotum remained in full force. As he walked towards the front of the bus, he passed the same girl that had smiled at him when he got on. As he did so, he heard her giggling softly. He was instantly mortified. Was she giggling at him to flirt, or had she discovered his secret? He was too scared to turn around and find out. He wanted to run off the bus as fast as he could, but the pain he was in, it just simply would not allow it. All he could do was hold his breath and walk off the bus as normal as possible. As he stepped down from the door, he heard more laughing from the bus driver and other passengers. He even heard the word freak muttered under the breath of the bus driver. Tom just wanted to hide and cry his eyes out but he still had to make it back home, past all the neighbors. He was not even sure if what had transpired on the bus was real or just his imagination running wild. The people laughing could have been laughing at anything, a joke, a video on a smartphone, just about anything. Maybe it was just timing and not about him. As for the driver, Shirley had seen things a lot crazier than a man wearing a bra. Besides... It wasn't very professional for him to be calling his passenger names. He could lose his job for doing that. With his logic, Tom pushed it to the back of his mind and forced himself to believe he was just imagining things. He walked slowly to his house. He was afraid that the faster he went, the more attention it would attract. Going slower would also make him sweat less and lessen the pain in his groin. Yes, that meant that being exposed for longer, but he figured it was worth it, and it was at a great relief that he opened the door to his house without any other interactions. As he stepped inside, he was startled as the phone in his pocket started to ring. He sat down the groceries and answered it. Congratulations on your first adventure out as a slave. It will only get easier for you as time goes on, Princess D said. Tom again felt a sense of pride at her words and now felt a sense of accomplishment as well. Thank you, Princess T, he meekly intoned. Princess D then instructed him to hang up and go sit in front of the camera as they were almost out of time before the geek squad was due to arrive. As he sat down, he winced in pain and Princess T laughed aloud. I bet you're pretty sore now, aren't you, Tiffy? <laughs> yes, Princess Dee, I, I, I really am. It is unbearable. I can't take it anymore. Please let me take this chastity tube off. Soon, my pet. Soon. But not just yet. We will get you squared away once the man from the Best Buy has left. First, I want you to go get your groceries and bring them over here by the camera. And then go get your garbage can and bring it here as well, she told him. Tom got up and did as she instructed. He was a bit confused now. Was she going to have him mix it all up in a garbage bag and then eat it out of there? If so, should he not cook the beans first and get a clean bag? He was just pulling out a fresh bag when he heard her yell to get back in there now. Tom ran out with the can in one hand and the new bag in the other. Not sure why you grabbed a new bag, sissy. I want to know for a fact what goes on in there is not something you will try to salvage once it's in here. She then told Tom to open the bags of 15-bean soup and remove the flavor packets from them. She then told him to open the packets and pour the contents into his trash can. Tom was disheartened even more. She had not said which variety to get when he was at the store, so he chose the ham flavor since it was something he liked, and it might take his mind off the beans he would be eating. Now he would not even have that minor allowance. She then told Tom to go and grab all of his condiments and dump them in the trash as well. Salt, pepper, sugar, garlic powder, ketchup, mustard, all of it went into his trash can and she watched to ensure he poured or dumped it all out and into the bag before he tossed the bottles or containers in as well. Tom realized that she was not kidding at all when she said his diet would be as bland as possible. As much as he wanted to rail against her or scream and fight, he was too emotionally drained and too sore at this time to offer anything. She was just instructed him to tie up the bag and take it outside. And Tom was about three steps away from his front door when the doorbell rang. Princess Dee's timing was impeccable. The geek from Best Buy had arrived now, and there was no way for Tom to remove the brawn panties before letting him in. She remotely turned off Tom's computer and called him on his cell phone just as he opened the door. This might be fun, she thought to herself. <laughs> and that concludes today's episode. Until then. May all your fantasies become realities.